You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here is your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good morning, everybody. I am Glenn the Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for June 26th, episode 3211, brought to you today by the World Equestrian Center. Good morning, horse friends. I have good news and bad news for you on this Monday morning. First, the bad. It's Monday. But the good news is really good. Jamie and Glenn are here to guide you through another week filled with horse talk and a whole lot of fun. Welcome to Horses in the Morning. Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us this Monday morning. Yeah, we're going to start with something that's a, a little sad today. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. But today, we have a lot of guests coming on, and they're happy guests. So we have winners of the HP Podcast Awards, Heather Wallace and Natalie Keller Reinhardt of Adulting with Horses. They're joining us to celebrate. Also, author Mary Curran stops by to talk her, about her book, Divas Till Death, and her rocky start in journalism, which is funny, and some equestrian first world problems. We'll have a post show for you too. I don't know what that is, but we will have a post show. <laughs> we're, 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 it's a work in progress. Yeah. It's Monday morning for crying out loud, people. It's what early. do you want? It's early. So we had some tragic news over the week uh, weekend. Yeah, yeah. Sad news for our thoughts and prayers go out to Tammy Smith and her team. You know, th- she had such an amazing spring with winning the five-star uh, Land Rover in Kentucky. And then she came in second in the four-star with Soligari, California. And she was in Germany at Lemulen and the mare glanced off a jump and Tammy pulled her up and they took her in and they thought they were going to be able to fix it. But ends up this knee injury was um, unfortunately the mare had to be humanely put down. So uh, horses, highest of highs, lowest of lows. I mean, just gosh, what a year, what a year she is having. And she's just such an amazing, uh, warm, wonderful person. So just thinking about her and and her team i saw her post she was devastated i mean mm-hmm. it just ugh. the post yeah. was hard to read that was tough and especially you know and then you're overseas too and that you know your support system isn't necessarily there it's just tough tough around. very tough you know what else is tough it's tough to look at the winner of the new ugliest dog in the world contest oh god <laughs> see i pulled this story up to surprise you with it because it's so perfect it is perfect. and 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 it turns out you found you found it too. So I tell did. everybody, congratulations, the ugliest dog and, in the world. And what breed is always the ugliest dog in the world every year? The Chinese that crested, Chinese crested, hairless, weird looking, <laughs> with their tongues out dogs. I could not. I'm sorry, all you Chinese crested people, and you can write to Jennifer at Network dot com with your complaints. I could not own one of these. I just well, I mean, neither could his breeder. (laughs) So, I mean, his breeder had him, and this dog, oh dear God, his legs, the back legs are backwards. 
Yeah. The legs and joints are backwards. backwards. And that is just people stop breathing weird stuff. Okay, just stop it. Stop it. Well, Yell that. Yeah, I, well, there was a things. group. Uh, there was a group. It was saved by. It, it was brought. It was turned in to animal control to be euthanized. And apparently, the breeder did that. That doesn't yes. even make any sense. <laughs> no, Why would the breeder take it to a place? I don't in- know. Uh, but there was a group called Saving Animals for, from Euthanasia, Safe, who rescued it. And then this woman, whose name is Linda Elmquist, she's the one that adopted it, and now has ended up winning this, which I'm sure has tremendous amount of prize money with it. The ugliest dog in the world. Uh, uh, and the thing that caught both of our attentions is the ugliest dog's name was Scooter. <laughs> <laughs> so perfect. Oh, it's one ugly dog, I gotta say. I'm sorry, I know it's offensive, but that's an ugly dog. It's just but ugly. obviously, it's so ugly, it's a winner. It's so a winner. <laughs> there's a positive to everything. Every year, Chinese Crested wins that one. Well, uh, my daily Winnie goes out. Oh my gosh, what an awesome weekend of horses. And um, I got up every morning super early and I went to the barn and I was riding. And then yesterday afternoon, guess who gets my daily Winnie, by the way? No, Me. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> because I always talk I about how we're great- allowed to do self daily Winnies. Well, um, I'm breaking the mold here because I did something yesterday that I, it was like 95 degrees with like a million percent humidity. And I always talk about how great my husband is, but I want to celebrate how great I am. Okay. Here's <laughs> what I did at one o'clock in the afternoon. I got in the car and I drove with my husband and my child to a golf course that was hosting a golf tournament here in Norman at the university. And I walked around for five hours watching professional (laughs) golfers play a golf tournament. (laughs) And that my friend is why I get a daily Winnie. You deserve one after that. Thank you. I, I mean, Oh dear God, it was so hot. Like, I mean, it was just awful. Like, it was. I was like, "There's so many trees it's on this like course." Watching a horse show. A There'll be show. so many. Yeah, but he's not in it. <laughs> oh, he wasn't even in it. No. Oh. We literally went to it. So it's, this is like not even a professional golfer's Glenn. This is like the triple A oh, of like, golfers. It's like it's like the uh, little home team. It's yes. like people that haven't made it to the PGA <laughs> yet that may make it. But I will tell you that there was a golfer named Wade. Benefield. And I know that name because I, when I walked up, I was, I'm wearing like sunglasses, a ball cap, sleeves down to my hands, you know, like, and I'm just clearly miserable. But this golfer like tees off and he walks by me and he was like, go Braves. And I was wearing my Braves baseball hat. And I was like, right on, man. All right. You know, and he walks on and I was like, oh, Chad, we're going to follow him. He likes the Braves. And so we start following this golfer and he turns around and comes up to me and Lucas, which, of course, a professional athlete is coming up to me and my child. Clearly, he's going to to talk to my child because my kid is 10 and we're at a golf tournament and it's a billion degrees outside. (laughs) And he walks up to me, Glenn, Uh he walks up to me and gives me a golf tee. And he was like, here you go. And I was like, Oh, 
thanks. And I look and it's an Atlanta Braves golf team. So turns out I like Google stalk this guy and we follow him around and he turns out he's uh, from Atlanta and like lives there and he's a huge Braves fan. And um, I, I was like, of course, he walks off and I was like, we're your biggest fans. What's your name? And he tells his name and he walks off and he's playing golf. And I turned to Chad and I was like, he wants me. <laughs> He likes me. I've never dated a professional golfer before. Like, clearly he wants to date me. <laughs> Chad's like, we're going home. Sex never bring me, me back. Here. You might have gotten yourself out of a golf, watching golf ever again. Right? Thank you. Thank you. Well um, done. Uh, well played. Uh, thank you very much. I mean, I was like super wife, and then I was like, oh. <laughs> likes me, but I didn't expect him to give me something, but like, I'm like, I put the golf tee on my mantle and I was like, this is for Wade Benfield because he clearly loves me. I hope he doesn't listen to this show. That'd be really embarrassing. Or his wife doesn't. He's married. So. <laughs> no, not my big deal. But anyway, it was really, um, I get major wife points for schlepping around. And your son gets major son points for schlepping around. <laughs> Oh, uh, <laughs> let me tell you, you have never heard a child complain. I bet. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy, happy birthday to you. <laughs> we have a lot of auditor birthdays today. Mina, Kelly, Jill, Bronica, Brooklyn, and our favorite announcer in the horse show world, John Kyle. It's his birthday, too. It's also Gotcha Day for Scooter over the weekend. It was nine years ago that I adopted Scooter. Oh, your dog that you got from yes. the animal? <laughs> the, the ugly crested. Uh... <laughs> now my little pony Scooter. And I'm going to post his before, his day one picture and his after picture in the show notes today. So you get the, I know a lot of listeners have heard about Scooter, but you're fairly new. And you haven't seen the day one pictures when we rescued Scooter and thought he was going to die in the trailer. Uh, and I'll show you that horrible picture in the show notes today, too. But it was nine years ago. Can you believe that? I mean, you look the same. It's weird. I'm grayer. <laughs> <laughs> you were gray then, so it's yeah, fine. <laughs> I'm grayer now. Yeah. I mean, Scooter doesn't look the same, though, does he? He looks no. – And he's looking fantastic right now. He's not as heavy. He's looking great. He's actually looking really good. So do you have him in a muzzle when he goes out? No, he's in a dry lot. lot. He doesn't like muzzles. He's just miserable and, like, it's not even worth it. So, we, well, we I, I gotta, I gotta give it up to this one muzzle that I have on Miles because he has lost, like, he looks like a proper horse now. It's weird. It's like, it's like I don't have a dry lot, so he's out in a twenty-acre grass pasture. But I put this muzzle on him, and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of the name right now. Um, and it is awesome. Like he's figured out how to use it. He's he snuck around it a few few times, but I've got it tied where it's in the right spot and oh my gosh my i have a horseback that's not a big fat lazy couch potato <laughs> well good i'm glad to hear it green guard that's the name of oh, it green yeah, okay. guard muzzle yep. that's the best muzzle well, I also wanted to continue with Daily Winnies today and congratulate uh, AHP's American Horse Publications, and they kind of do our version of the Oscars in the 
in the horse world for media in the horse world. And there's two podcasting categories, and I'm happy to say that Horse Radio Network shows took three out of the four spots in the two categories. First one was uh, the Equine Media Industry Podcast Awards, and first for that was uh, Practical Horseman's Practical Horseman Podcast. And that's one of ours now, thanks to our merger with Equine Network. So congratulations to them. And also in the freelance side of things, Adulting with Horses, one of Horse Radio Network's podcasts that I know a lot of you listen to. Heather Wallace and Natalie Keller-Reinhardt host that show. And I, I didn't know this, but until this morning, but apparently it was the, you have to submit specific episodes when you do these awards. Like we won in the past with the episode we did with Leslie Wiley about her trip, her trip to see Lady Martha. You know, we've won, we won for something else too. I can't even remember anymore, but. Their episode happened to be one that I was on, and it was called The Care and Feeding of Horse Husbands with Glenn Hebert. So I, I, heard <laughs> from a bu- I heard from a bunch of people who were at the awards the other night that, you're not even here, and I heard your voice, because they play little clips of the winners, and apparently I was on the clip. So uh, we could, we're going to get Heather and Natalie on right now. I, I was at the beginning of helping them start the show and you know coming up with the concept, and they've done a tremendous job with it, and we just wanted to congratulate them in person. Congratulations to both of you on winning first place in the podcast awards. Well done. Thank you. So Thanks so very much. So I have to ask, Heather, this was your idea in the very beginning. And I remember when we initially talked about it, we said, hey, look, we got a morning show and we kind of have a, you know, a happy hour show. How about you guys do the late night show? And you were like, yeah, we like to swear. So that's what started <laughs> that. <laughs> I was like, sarcasm? Done. I can absolutely be unfiltered. Let's do it. And it was funny because right away you said, I know who I want to have as a co-host. The second most sarcastic person I know. She's definitely my odd couple. We uh, we work really well together. Natalie is is definitely makes the show. And Natalie, you're more well known for your books, but now you're becoming known as a podcaster. Yeah, that is really weird. I didn't expect that at all. <laughs> And a award-winning podcaster now. <laughs> I know. I, you know, I, I love podcasts. Like, I started listening to radio as my best friend, like, when I was a teenager, um, because I was, you know, driving to barns and stuff like that. And, and so it kind of makes sense that I would get way into talking to people I can't see, you know, because I already write, and I enjoy having friends that don't actually know me and that kind of thing. So <laughs> it's like friends without, like, the effort. <laughs> Friends without the benefits. I love how Natalie <laughs> pretends that she is an introvert. <laughs> yes, I know. She does that all the time. Yet I've seen her at shows where she's signing 100 books, you know, so. <laughs> I, you don't see that class afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was interesting because I kept getting messages over the weekend from people who, you, you guys were not at the dinner either. But I kept getting messages from people over the weekend that were there, and they said, you're not even here, and we heard your voice because of the clip from you guys winning. They play a clip of the show. And apparently, I was your guest on the show that won. Yeah, and you know what? The cool thing was, it was like only our fourth month in. I mean, we've only been doing this a year, and uh, it figures. I feel like we're riding your coattails, so that's (laughs) something we need to work on. (laughs) Did you submit just that episode, or did you submit others? 
I submitted three, but that was their favorite. And I think it was because we were talking smack about our significant others and mm. people could relate to that. Yeah, I, I think that was partly. <laughs> you know, and it's, go, it's interesting. Go back and listen to the beginning of the show and you'll notice that I'm, I would fit right in with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, which is probably why Glenn was not allowing that. you know it's interesting we've submitted a lot in the past too and it you never know which one's gonna which one they're gonna really like you just have no idea it's 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 very strange and i don't necessarily even know who does the judging to be honest well i don't know either and i love the comments but what i'm shocked about is that people actually want to hear us talk so i'm still kind of in shock that if we won at all <laughs> i like the comments let me read the comment from the judge i laughed so hard through this podcast this podcast rates high on all three categories of judging entertainment value production quality and creative content well you can't get any better than that guys congratulations thank you so much honestly i'm blown away and now does this mean you, natalie will keep doing it she is not quitting on you Hey, oh God, I, don't quit. <laughs> <laughs> I canceled plans at the last minute. I do love doing that. Um, but no, this is something that I'm actually committing to. <laughs> oh, yay. Good for you. I, well, you do have kind of a busy career. You write like 5,000 books a year. So um, I know that you're, you're busy with that. You know, I, you know, I have to stay busy. I have to stay out of trouble or else I'll be in New Jersey with Heather running wild. <laughs> well, I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm the one who gets you in trouble. So, <laughs> Well, it's Adulting with Horses on any podcast player. You'll find it on any podcast player. You can also find it at uh, horseradionetwork.com. Congratulations again, guys. We're so proud that uh, we know you guys, award winners. Thank you guys Thank so you. much. And, you know, we're proud to be part of the network. So we appreciate you guys as well. The World Equestrian Center, they have many non-horse events, but they also have tons of horse stuff. Many large rings, many large indoors. We were over there. Jennifer and I were over there and drove through it the other day. We saw all the construction going on. There's construction everywhere. The new hotel they're building is enormous. I, could, I saw it when it was just blocks on the ground, and now it's up two, three stories, whatever it is. And it is just an enormous hotel, but they do have lots of stuff going on this weekend. They have the FEI premiered jumping show with a $150,000 Florida Coast Equipment Grand Prix Saturday night. Saturday night's always the big Grand Prix, and a lot of people, even locals now who aren't horse people, go over and they get dinner at one of the 11 restaurants and sit and watch the Grand Prix jumping. It's a lot of fun to do, although right now it's about 1,000 degrees. Uh, also this weekend is the 2023 American Ranch Horse World Show, so they have the World show there that probably i'm guessing is going to be in one of the air-conditioned uh indoors i'm not sure though i'm not sure where they do the world show also citrus county kennel club is hosting their akc all breed show this weekend so they got horses of all kinds english and western and dogs this weekend you can find out the complete schedule at worldequestriancenter.com if you're planning a trip to ocala then uh, go take a look at the schedule they have all the months up there you can just pick your month and see what's going to be happening and stop in to see us on your way through if you're heading south. Jamie, did you see the video? Uh, I think it was in Canada. There, there were a pack of wild horses in Canada, and it was a game cam. Somebody had set up a game cam, and they were surprised that they, what they saw was a pack of wild horses running by God. a full tilt, being chased <clears throat> by stressful. an enormous bear. <laughs> 
I mean, there's it's like six horses that run through. One is a foal, and then they all run by on this game cam, and uh, it's a band of horses, and then a giant grizzly bear. And I was reading this article, and it says a grizzly can sustain a run at 25 miles an hour for up to two miles. That that's intense. I mean, can I think horses, horses if they're well, if, if they're fit, they can do more than that. But oh my gosh, like. They said the grizzly was probably going after the foal. Now, the foal was keeping up, and I noticed that there was one horse behind the foal in both of the shots. So it's like, okay, we're going to keep that foal moving. Yeah. I mean, I would say that's top of uh, the capability for a foal, but running for their life and then all the footing and the changes and the potential for injury. And oh my gosh, I wonder what happened. What happened? Did it make it? (laughs) No, it it says they don't know. They don't know. They said they also thought there were two foals, but they're not sure. So again, it was a game came out in the woods, Uh, but it was interesting to see (laughs) those horses were booking. We won't know until our next camera runs if the, all of this band made it. Yeah. Oh, please make it. <laughs> I know bears got to eat, but eat something else. One thing I did notice is that these wild horses were not skinny. They 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 were eating good out there in the woods. Yeah, it's up in Alberta. I mean, yeah. I guess it's time. They're eating spring something. time for them. Yeah. Well, anyway, that was making the rounds. I didn't know if you had seen it or not. Little run. <laughs> run. Well, while I get our next guest ready, why don't you tell us about Cosequin? Cosequin ASU joint and hoof pellets contain in quality ingredients to support joint and hoof health and leave out the fillers, molasses, and alfalfa, all while while delivering the taste horses love. The color of their ingredients shine through for a difference you can see. Visit CosequinEquine.com. Well, coming up next, we have one of our terrific listeners who also happens to be an author, and we have her on today to talk about her book, Divas Till Death. Uh, but before Mary Curran gets to talking about her book, hi, Mary, thanks for joining us. Hello, I'm, I was excited to be here until I just heard what we might talk about. You know, what we're talking about first is your history in journalism. So now, remember, Mary's an author, has written books and stuff, but that's... It didn't start all that well. So fresh out of college, were you a journalism major in college? I was. I was a Mm. journalism and communications major. Mm -hmm. And then you got your first job at what paper? (laughs) At the Royal Oak Daily Tribune. Where's that? Writing obituaries. Where's the Royal Oak Daily Tribune? Uh, It's in Royal Oak, Michigan. Okay. Oh, so a little town in Royal Oak, Michigan, and you're writing the obituaries. And so you got fired for writing obituaries? Well, (laughs) the amazing thing is that they didn't fire me, but they should have. I was fresh out of college, still a little bit of a party girl, came in a little hungover one morning, and I sent two families to the wrong funeral homes. (laughs) Can you imagine? Hold up. And back in the day... Back in the day, you only went by what it said in the yeah, newspaper. Because there wasn't that was social Bible. media. <laughs> yeah, right. that was Bible. And I remember getting called in the boss's office and, oh my gosh, of course I felt horrible. I knew I was going to get fired and somehow I skimmed through. But I, Can you I didn't imagine showing up at the funeral longer. home and it's somebody else in there? <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah, she can because she did that. Like, <laughs> And you know why? This is why. Because I was so chatty with all the funeral homeowners when they'd call in, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. And um, I just was too embarrassed to say, now, are you this one or this one? So I just took my best guess. 
How were you not fired that day? I I cannot believe I'm laughing about it even. I mean, it's been 30 years. I can't believe I can finally laugh about it. Actually, here's uh, what's going to happen is you're going to hang up and then you're going to start crying and you're going to cuss Glenn. I do this to Jamie all the time about her past. So, um, so then you went on to be a TV news reporter. Did that go any better? Yeah, that one I was much better. Okay. Well, I didn't start out being that great at it. I did have an assistant editor that threw a shoe at the TV once. Um, but for the most part, yeah, I was much better at it. And I landed up working for a couple affiliates. I even did some time at CNN. So yeah, it went much better. Okay. It went much better as it went on. I grew up a little, let's say that. <laughs> you wouldn't come in hungover as much? Is that <laughs> correct? <laughs> yes, correct? Well, I think we all do that though in our early days. I mean... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but now speaking you're a mature adult. Wait, speaking of alcohol, though, I am trying to get a product placement in my books for champagne. And and I they don't need to monetary, like, they don't need to give me any money for it. I just want to have, like, a case delivered at Christmas and another case <laughs> heading into the show season. All right, you throw it out there. <laughs> I do know we have some wineries, that li- some people that have owned wineries that have been guests and listen to our show, so... Oh, uh, excellent. Maybe. Well, let's put it out in the universe. Yeah, it's out there. <laughs> Champagne product placement. <laughs> so you must be a rider, right? I am a rider, yep. What do you do? I do hunter jumpers, and um, as long as we're telling all my dirty secrets, <laughs> I'm one of the chicken people in the group. You know, like I ride okay physically, but mentally, uh, I'm always a hot mess. So <laughs> you're that person. I'm you're, like, you're yeah, that I'm like, rider. no, 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 I don't feel like doing that today. No, 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 no. He's fresh. He's fresh. I can't even pick up a canner. <laughs> <laughs> you know how many people can relate to that in our audience right now. I hope a lot. I hope a lot. I'm looking right now. I'm going to be 60 in July and uh, I'm looking for one solid unicorn before I'm done. I just want to confidently get on and do two, six, two, nine and have fun. Mm. Is that depending on the horse or you though? Mm, The horse. Okay. It's going to be, I mean, unicorn is the keyword. It's going to be uphill. So I can't fall off. There's a dashboard because I do hunter jumpers. It's going to have a little bit of a motor, but it doesn't really go anywhere. It's, you know, you know I, not to be whatever, but I've fallen off plenty of uphill horses. So, <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, <laughs> I'm recovering from a bad fall right now, so we won't even go there. Yeah, let's not talk about that. Uh, you, If you listen to our show, you know about really bad ads. And uh, if you were writing that as a really bad ad, you the last line would say, and I need it for under $1,000. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I'm not that unrealistic. Okay. I'm not. I might be our our goofiest person at the barn, but I'm also the most realistic. Oh, okay. Good, good. <laughs> yeah. So, what? Why did you get into writing uh, books? I'll tell you something. I have literally been a storyteller my whole life, probably to the demise of the people that have to listen. But um, I've known since second grade. But what I didn't have was the ability to really sit down and get it done. And I just, it just eluded me. Every apartment I got had the perfect writing desk and the perfect area. And then I wouldn't get anything done. And finally, finally, I don't know, I want to say maybe 10 years ago, I finally really figured out that it takes discipline. <laughs> Surprise. And uh, I started like writing in the morning instead of later in the day. So I couldn't get the time taken away from me. And once I started really doing it, now I love it enough that I can't not. 
Like I love spending time in the morning with my characters and at my fictitious barn. And now they're traveling to places like Wellington. And so I wake up in the morning and I get to go to Wellington. You know what I mean? So I think it's so fun now. I can't not do it. Now, are you one of those writers? We ask this of all the writers because I'm fascinated. Are you one of those writers that uh, does the outline and you kind of know the whole book before you start? Or are you, you just writing and seeing where it goes? I do. And in your show notes, we should put a picture of my notebook because it's such a hot mess. Um, I write these, I go to a diner and I sit and write and write, write and write and write all these notes. And I'm positive that I know the entire book until I sit down to write. But then all it will say is so-and-so gets in a fight with so-and-so, but I didn't say over what. Mm. And that's like the key thing. So I'm writing book four right now. And um, this one gal gets in a fight with this older gentleman. And then I'm like, well, what did they fight over? Because he ends up dead. It it has to be over something important. (laughs) (laughs) So my my notes only get me so far. Are you uh, and are all the books uh, horse related? Yes. Yep. It's really kind of cool. So my main character is um, Callie Kinsey and she's a news reporter, which allows, you know, write what you know, but it allows her to be an amateur sleuth. But the cool thing is she just became passionate about horses as a young adult, which actually was the same for me. And so she just got her first horse and she's just learning about both the dynamics of riding and the other people at the barn because that's where the divas come in. She really gets snubbed by the snobs. But then by the second book, instead of like most quaint cozies, they want them to work as the the local newspaper columnist. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. I held out because um, Kensington Books really wanted this. But he wa- the agent wanted me to make her a small town newspaper reporter. I said, no, you cannot write a column for 10 bucks and afford a horse. So I had her hold out, and now she um, she does so well, she ends up buying the equestrian center in book two. So what happens is she keeps learning more and more about the horse world as she goes. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Well, that yeah. makes sense. And and so obviously you're on your fourth one. You've been happy with how the others have done. Yeah, and actually we have so much momentum on the first one. I was originally holding out for a publisher called Book Couture in England. And I don't know if we should really admit this or not, but um, first it was COVID and then they didn't have enough staff and then there was the paper shortage and it just didn't work out. So um, my agent and I put this out through Kindle Publishing originally and we already have so much momentum and so much excitement over it. I think we're going to move forward with books two. Not I think. We're currently moving forward with books two and three already because they're done. Um, they've already been in the editing phase and we're getting cover designs done as we speak. Very good. So the book we're talking about today is Divas Till Death, right? Correct. Yep. All right. And uh, so... <laughs> I just wanted to say, Lisa Wysocki's a regular on our show, as you probably know. And uh-huh. I've met Lisa. She's yeah. a delight. Well, there's hope because, you know, she got a TV deal for her books. You never know. I know. I heard she's covering <laughs> celebrities that ride. By the way, I sent my book to Kaylee Kuko. But I did not hear back. <laughs> uh, yeah, none of us hear back from Kaylee Kuko. I put it in a really cute box. I know. I put it in a cute box. I included a book for the baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, none of us hear back from her, so don't feel slighted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to get Kaylee Kuko Glenn, on this show for 10 years. <laughs> Glenn would also like to know what address you use. Yeah, so can you send that to by. me, too? <laughs> Well, that honest to God, this is kind of funny, not funny, but I sent it to her publicist mm-hmm. and I wrote a note and I said, 
by following the proper channels, I hope it gets to her. Oh, you were. Because I could have gone in. I used to ride in L.A. I could have gone in the mm. back door through the barn, mm. but I didn't. Mm. I followed you did it the proper right, channel. and it probably still didn't end up at our desk. We'll see. <laughs> well, so far, nothing. It's been three months. <laughs> I hate to say it, but I tried our new series that just came out. I even forget what it's called. Um, it just started, and I couldn't get through the first episode. I couldn't do it. Oh, no, I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, sorry, spoiler alert, but I couldn't get through 15 minutes. And Uh, Jamie knows how much I love Kaylee, but I couldn't do it. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. Kaylee, sorry. It was just too depressing. Couldn't do it. And she Uh, just canceled on us now, Glenn. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be saying that out loud. (laughs) She's booked next, but uh, she's done. I love how honest you are about everything. I love that about you. So where can they find the book? Where can they go read it? Okay, so all major book retailers, the number one place is Amazon. Um, if you go to, I also have marycurrentbooks.com. I don't sell through my website, but I'll post a QR code on there, or you can go to a FaceTime site as well. But Amazon's the easiest. It's called Divas Till Death. It's bright purple, and it has a hunter jumper on the cover, so you can't miss that. So it's definitely a murder mystery. She's jumping a tombstone. <laughs> and... Uh, I love the cover. That's I did see it. the cover. <laughs> but can I tell you quickly yeah. that um, Christy Ruckus, who did the murals, the big murals at WEC in Ohio, and then she did the buildings at WEC by you and Ocala. Yeah. Um, she's the one that did my cover art. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So she actually called. I put an APB out on um, Facebook when I knew I wanted to get them out this winter while people were still in Florida for the show season. And I said, I'm looking for somebody that can do a watercolor. I want it to look like a little bit like the old Dick Francis novels. And she called me and said, can I take a crack at it? Oh, I'm like, wow. are you kidding? <laughs> of course. Small so, world. So yeah, it's got famous cover art. Well, Super small world. She used to be my dog nanny. She started painting in my condo living room. It is a small world. Well, Mary, thanks for yeah. joining us. We appreciate it. It's uh, marycurrentbooks.com, or you can just go to Amazon. We'll put a link to it in our show notes as well. Thanks, Mary, and thanks for being a listener, too. We appreciate that as well. We'd like to thank Purina for being one of our sponsors. It's Purina Animal Nutrition with three research-backed ration balancers to fill nutritional gaps in your horse's diet. Enrich Plus delivers a concentrated source of protein, vitamins, and minerals without the unnecessary calories. Enrich Plus Senior features ActiveAge prebiotic technology and Outlast Supplement for aging easy keepers. Omega Match is rich in omega-3 fatty acids and vitamin E, great for horses without access to green grass. Find a ration balancer for your horse at PurinaMills.com slash ration balancers or visit your local feed store. It's time for the weekly look at your equestrian first world problems. This ought to be good. Yes, I would like to thank everybody who shares their sad tales of woe and things that are happening in the horse world in their life. And they share that with us and how they do that is on Sunday late, like I did yesterday, uh, you po- I post something asking for listeners, auditors of the podcast to submit their equestrian first world problems. And they do. And if you want to participate in this, you become an auditor. How do they do that, Glenn? Just go to horsesinthemorning.com, click on the auditor banner, and for as little as $3 a month, you can join all of the fun and help support the network as well. All right. Well, you know, we're going to start with Chantel and 
So sad. Poor Chantel. She said, I got a new beta bridle. Now that's the, what is a beta bridle? Biothane. Yeah. The, the non leather one version. Okay. Like I have my harnesses beta. And what color is your harness? Uh, Black. Okay. So she says, I got a new beta bridle and reins. And by the way, it's a hot pink. Uh, she <laughs> said, but I forgot to get a matching curb strap. And now my pink and white head style has head stall has a teal curb strap. <laughs> hey, you'll be happy to know too. Since, remember I, uh, we had to install a new kitchen because we didn't have a dishwasher. So mm-hmm. it basically was a $10,000 dishwasher. Well, I washed my harness for the first time in my $10,000 dishwasher. It works great. It was not a $10,000 dishwasher, well, was it? No, I mean, the dishwasher itself wasn't a 10000 but because we oh. had to replace the whole kitchen because we wanted oh, a dishwasher, gotcha. it was a $10,000 dishwasher. And I washed my harness in the $10,000 dishwasher, and it looks Which marvelous. Which is why you got it. There <laughs> it you is go. Why I got it. I'm tired of um, washing my harness. Well, I've got to, I'm looking at the picture of this just disgustingly pink um, bridle, and it, it's that's it's making a, a statement. It's a pink bridle with a, a teal curb strap, and I get it. But let me tell you what doesn't matter any of it because that is the prettiest darn horse I have ever seen. <laughs> who's modeling it? Oh my gosh! So Chantel, I don't feel Does sorry the horse for you. Look embarrassed. The The horse does not look embarrassed and seems to quite appreciate the teal little offset of color, but is a Barbie dream horse Palomino. I'm like, oh my God. Okay. Anyway, moving on. I got the feeling that Palominos are the one of the few animals you could get or colors you could get away with pink, bright pink. Oh yeah. I mean, if I had a a Palomino and it was a gelding, I would still treat it like Barbie dream horse and it would wear pink. Like that's it. Um, Mary says, I took Remy, her one of her horses, on the biggest trailer ride yet. And overnight in a stall, three plus hour traveling, and uh, then to an in-hand course where he's never been. And he was great. And he was such a good boy. But then he ate my trailer divider padding on the way home. (laughs) (laughs) How did he get to that? Yeah, he had to be really able to turn, unless he was loose, maybe. Or well, usually Jennifer has them tied shorter than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, April says, when I try to do a join up with June the Percheron, she will come right into the middle and put her head right in my chest. And it's very confusing to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's as join up as you can get. Yeah, I think April. That's, that's joined up. <laughs> yeah, she is joined up. Although a giant Percheron head in your chest, you may want to be careful. Um, Flossie says, I bought a new horse trailer a month ago, but it's still sitting on the farm and I haven't hauled anyone anywhere because I work a full-time job that operates the same hours as the tag office. (laughs) (laughs) Why do they make that so difficult? I know. And then you try to go to lunch and you'd be there for like three days. Oh, don't go at lunchtime. You can't go at lunchtime. Now, I think I realize here that they do stuff online. So just, you know. Check that out. I don't. I think uh, they do renewals, but not new stuff. Is the way most states do it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Janelle says, and there's only a few left. I've been working with a bridal fitter and a bridal maker to design the bridal of my and my horse's needs and dreams, and it came all the way from France and matches my custom saddle and converts from bitless to a bitted bridle. But now it's too freaking hot to ride. <laughs> You know, let me tell you something. I get up at five 
every morning and I'm out of the barn. Suck it up, buttercup. Get that ding. And by the way, I got a new bridal for my horse and I freaking love it. And it's like amazing and totally worth getting up that early. Well, I have you know, over the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, I got up early and went out and played with Scooter. And I ground drove him the first day because it's the first time I've actually done anything since we've been at the new boarding stable and got him used to all the other horses and stuff. It's mostly to get the other horses on the farm used to a horse being ground driven and then the next day we actually took the cart out and got him used to the fact that there was a horse with a cart and those is quarter horses had never seen that pull, before is it hard to get him to pull the cart with his legs being backwards <laughs> i can't let it go it's the whole show every time you say scooter i think of a dog with his legs backwards and i was very proud of him he did well considering that some of the, the quarter horses weren't too sure about what he was with that cart behind him so he did, and I it mean, was 1,050 degrees. Take those horses and lead them around behind the cart. And no, they, they follow horses, the cart. I know. <laughs> tell the boarders to suck it up, buttercup, and get out there at 5 <laughs> o'clock in the morning and lead your horse around yeah, behind the cart. We don't see them till like 11 or 12. Yeah. Well, do you guys have a covered? Uh, An indoor no, arena or no, anything? No. no. Oh, jeez. Oh, Florida people are crazy. Um, Carrie says, my amazingly comfortable saddle was too wide for my new horse, so I had to get the same one in a different size. And now it's super confusing grabbing tack because I have two identical-looking saddles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you guys survive with these problems. So sad. Um, Charlotte says, did I mention that I'm horse shopping again? Charlotte. Charlotte, uh, poor Charlotte, you know how long it took her two years to find the last horse. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be getting that same question, first world problem for the next two years, every Monday. Every week. Every, every week. week. Yep. And then finally, Megan says, and I can just see uh, where she is in, in her world while I'm reading this. My mosquito zapper quit working and I'm getting eaten up sitting outside as I scroll through the HRN posts on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe do that inside next time. Oh my gosh! I to, here I with this like little mosquito fogger because you just get, like at night. And I have all these ducks, but I have this pond. But I have all these ducks that are supposed to eat the mosquito larvae, and they did a great job last year. And I think they're just eating too much food. I think I need to take the food away and make get them to work because I have mosquitoes this year, and I hate it. And you know who else hates it? Duke. Bless his heart. Duke is my 31-year-old, and he currently wears four fly boots, a fly sheet with a neck, and a fly mask with ears. The only thing you can see of this horse are his hocks and tail, and half the tail's covered. <laughs> it always amazes me. Some of, some of the I've been all over the country, and where we've seen the worst mosquitoes and the biggest ones in our lives were up north. We're up yeah. in the very top states. They, they, they were always the worst up there. They've had to be, you know, selective breeding to be tougher. <laughs> Alaska, too. There are some big-ass mosquitoes in Alaska. You're right. They only get to live for like two months, so they're like going to be the biggest they can be. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody, thank you for submitting your equestrian first of all problems. In the post show, we're going to tell you who's, uh, who's in the running for mayor in Toronto. And why well, would we talk about Canada, that? Yeah. We do politics. Yeah, oh. we do, we're, we're a political show, so well, it's I important. I can't wait to hear who's running, actually. Yeah, it's been on my list of things to look up. I, I'm sure. I'm sure it has. 
I'll give you names. Tomorrow, uh, we have, uh, well, actually, we're dark tomorrow, and Wednesday, Jamie and I'll be back, and then on Thursday, we have the Chi University episode talking about Eastern medicine, and then Friday, really bad ads. Hopefully, we'll have some prize announcements for you by Friday. All right, everybody. Have a great day. Spay, neuter, gelb. Time for the Auditor Post Show. We want to remind you that this is not always safe for work or the kiddos. Thanks for hanging around for our nonsense. Well, there's a there's a big um, you know race for mayor in Toronto. And did you know that Toronto is the fourth biggest city in North America? In all of North America. It said this article, according to the BBC, says um, the population is nearly three million, and Toronto is the fourth largest city in North America. Hmm. I don't know if that's like. I don't know. I feel like I can name some bigger ones. So maybe the BBC. You know, they're in England. Maybe they don't know. <laughs> um, but that's what it says here. And there is 102 candidates for what? the race. 102 people are running for mayor. Now, the front runner of the race is a woman named Olivia Chow, and uh, she's the political opposite of John Tory. Why does this matter? It doesn't. But I'm going to tell you what does matter, um, because the most important candidate is running on a policy. I'm trying to find the exact article where it tells you why this is. Okay, here we go. There's. 102 candidates, and one important candidate is named Molly Heaps. Molly Heaps and Toby Heaps sounds like a porn star name. Are running on the promise to <laughs> so- stop the salt assault. The what? The salt salt assault on city roads during the winter because the overuse of salt on roads during the winter can Prevents hurt deaths. Hurts the paws of tender-footed canines like Molly. Molly is a six-year-old wolf dog, <laughs> husky canine, that is running for mayor. That's right. What's it cost? Like ten dollars to register to run in that in Toronto? It co- it actually, it's pretty expensive. It costs one hundred eighty-seven dollars, and you have to have twenty-five signatures. Wasn't to Tor- get on. wasn't the Toronto mayor one that was really corrupt before? I'm I'm thinking- there's. I think there's been a lot of mess, which is probably why 102 people are running. <laughs> yeah. But the most important that we're going to follow along is six-year-old Molly, Molly Heaps. And she will be potentially the next Toronto city mayor. <laughs> and she's really cute. <laughs> and she's not a porn star, Glenn. She's a dog. <laughs> she's a dog with a porn star I just name. thought that was... I mean, it's like you hear of stuff like this, but like, you know, in tiny little podunk towns, you know, uh, all and, and never in somewhere like Toronto, like a giant city. I just thought it was kind of a cool story. Go, Bali. Bone for you. If I could. But I can't. Oh, this was it. Now I remember. Uh, so um, the it was a scandal in 2014 where a guy named Tory uh, was elected mayor after beating Doug Ford, the brother of the former mayor, Rob Ford, whose scandals involving alcohol and crack cocaine. That's what it was. The mayor was into crack cocaine and got busted. <laughs> I mm. knew this that there was something with mayors in Toronto. 
So they can only go up with Molly. Yeah, I think Molly would be a better candidate, except for all the people who are going to die because they're not using salt on the roads anymore. Is there a different way to, I mean, I'm not like, not really. you know, in the snow. You got to have something sand? melt the ice. Chemicals. And, and why is it on the roads? Like, are these dogs like pulling, you know, sleds, sleds? through? They well, and I'm sure people use it on their sidewalks, too, um, to get the ice off. That's how you get ice off the well, sidewalks, I too. I mean, stop this assault. <laughs> Molly's feet hurt. That's funny. So what else do you want to talk about other than Kelly Kuko's big, latest bomb? Does anybody else ever try her new show? What's the name of it? All right, let me look it up because, um, you know, I've liked everything she's done. But whew, this was Celebrate. so depressing. Celebrate her entire collection. It was so depressing. I just we, – I couldn't do it. Um, it is called Based on a True Story. And you know what? It's kind of a – take off on anyway, because apparently there's a murder and her and her husband decide to do a podcast. Does that sound familiar? Oh yeah, it does. So, but did you like the flight attendant? I love the flight attendant. Oh yeah. Based on true. I did see the preview for that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it it's just depressing. I mean, the whole thing is to play fighting all the way through the first half hour. And like, I, I just couldn't, you know, I, I, when a show starts with fighting through the first half hour, I'm done. Like, Glenn needs a whole lot of fake laughter piped in to shows. I, I do. I do. I need something happy in the first half hour or I'm out. That's the reason I never could get through Game of Thrones. Well, there was nothing happy in Game of Thrones. It pretty much was oh unhappy the entire time. <laughs> so, I've tried Game of Thrones like three times now, and I got to the middle of the second episode. Oh, pretty good. Watch. It took me several times to watch the first call. Yeah, I had to skip the first one and didn't like it. That yeah, the first like, one oh, was just it. you and I don't like a lot of gore, and that's all it was. So, I And just, zombies. I don't like zombies. But yeah. I ended up – I've watched the whole series now twice. Yeah, I don't like zombies either. I don't, anything with zombies, I'm not there. So, What was fun about Game of Thrones was watching um, through the end of it the second time, I could just fast forward through all the parts I didn't like. Like, oh, that, this is too gross. Fast forward. And Chubb's like, seriously? Like, <laughs> like zombies, skip this you one. You and I would agree on that. <laughs> no, hey, you didn't get past the second one. I did. So I made I a fast suffered. forwarding through the gory parts. We would agree. I on watched that. Game of Thrones and I went to a freaking golf tournament. I'm a super wife. <laughs> you know what I watched on one of the many airplane rides I've had recently is um, the new Ant Man movie. The new Ant Man. Yeah. Did you watch it? The I've, multiverse I've, seen, one. I've seen all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm so tired of the multiverse. It this, was this just nothing bad. but CGI the whole way through. No, and I will tell you that I did watch the new multiverse with uh, the Spider-Man yeah. commercial, the cartoon Is one. Is it also the multiverse where you're like <laughs> under the earth and in the weird place? Um, No, you're not I've, under the earth. And, and it's, it's just, I mean, so like, my horse is named Miles, my Andalusian, after Miles Morales, who is into the end of the Spider-Verse. That was the first cartoon Spider-Man, you know, like it's mm. like kind of a comic booky kind of thing. And I freaking love that movie. And it is probably one of my top 10 favorite movies. I just loved it. And so I went into the second one with high hopes and I'm sorry, I was not disappointed. I know you thought I was going to go somewhere else, but it was so good. And there's a, just lead you right into the third. But if you have seen the first one, go, oh, listen, Glenn, 
Go see the first Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. It's great. It's got a really, like my sister-in-law was like, it was blurry. I'm like, no, that's how it looks like. It's a comic booky kind of font, like art. It's really cool. Yes. So you'll love it. Isn't there Uh, two Spider-Man movies out right now at the same time? No, now okay. now there's the second Spider-Man. Is it called like Into the? I forget what it's called. Oh, let me look it up here. I'm just tired Spider- of the multiverse, but then I don't like time travel movies either. So there's that. Into the Spider Verse. This one is the Spider Verse, and it's really good. And the actors in it. There's a lot like really great people in it. And there's going to be a third one to wrap it up. So you definitely know there's a third. Are so. they really actors if they're cartoons? They're voice actors. Okay. Yes. No. It's really good. Just. Whatever. Suck it. I don't care what you think anyway. I really liked it. <laughs> I don't know why I'm trying to talk to you about it. <laughs> I never was a big Spider-Man person. I love this one. Again, this is why Miles, my, my, so the Miles Morales, the character, his dad is African-American and his mom is Hispanic. And I, I loved that kind of like cross culture and Miles, my Andalusian is Spanish and he's also came to me. It was like just a perfect color of like, just he's graying out and he just looks like multicultural. I don't know. I don't, I just thought the name was awesome. And we name all of our horses after Avengers. So it was perfect. <laughs> I'm going to make a whole bunch of other people mad. Now other auditors are going to be mad at this avatar, the way of water. The last avatar. Uh, oh, I got you think? half an hour. I couldn't do it. I was bored. Oh, you beat me. I only made it about seven minutes. <laughs> oh and I loved the first Avatar. I've seen it several times. This one, I just couldn't. I tried. I really tried. I kept, I wanted to be seven minutes. And then I said, no, I need to give it 30. So I gave it 30. And when it hit 30 on the dot, I quit. <laughs> I well, just... everybody said they cried the whole time. And I'm like, I don't need that in my life. Well, I've got enough emotions. I just found it boring. It's just, really? I don't know. Didn't do it for yeah. me. I, I, Lucas didn't even finish it. Well, if Lucas didn't finish it. <laughs> I know. I know. I was trying to think of what other movie. You know, it's funny because you, when you're on a plane, you'll watch movies you never would have watched at home. Because mm-hmm. you got to kill the time. You're stuck. <laughs> you're stuck. And you look through the list, and there's like 400 movies on an American flight. And for some reason, I always found like two I actually want to watch. And then one of them sucks. But you stick with it anyway, just because you got to kill that time. So, oh my god! Yeah. I watched on. Did, did you watch something recently? Oh, I I was going to watch a man called Otto. I was just about to say I just watched that, and on the I plane. heard it. Well, you tell me. I I resisted because everybody was posting how depressing it is. Holy shit! I and sobbed on the plane like ugly cried. I was like. I mean, it's a great movie, though. Yes, Tom Hanks, A Man Called Otto. And I mean, holy crap, I cried. But again, it was one of those, like, like, I feel like Avatar Way of the Water, it's not, like, anything relatable at all or anything anyway. But there's, like, suicide in it and all that. It's it's So it's a happy uh, laugh track. Really, (laughs) really sad. Would you have watched it at home? 
Um, I, I did want to see it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, the fact that I saw it on the plane and I was like, Oh, I've been wanting to see this. So I watched it. Um, now I stuck with that whole thing and Oh my God, I was like, people must've been worried about me. <laughs> like, you know, cause you're sitting in a, you know, I thank God it was by the window and I could at least cover my face a little bit, but like, Holy cow. I cried and cried and cried. But again, good movie. If that makes any sense. Do you know something I've noticed on flights recently too? And I don't, this is since the pandemic. Pre-pandemic, when you'd be on a daytime flight, most of the people had their their shades open. The windows were open. And they were looking out. People would look out. The last flights I've taken almost everywhere. Now, I understand a nighttime flight, right? It doesn't matter. It's dark. But people, the shades were closed on almost every flight I took. I Like one or two people had their shades open and the rest of the time they were closed. I was surprised. I find it annoying when people keep their shades open except for I like take off out. landing. I want to see the mountains. Well, then get a seat by the window and then annoy everybody else around you because they're all trying to look at screens. <laughs> no, I, I think do. they do it. They actually close them because of the air conditioning and the heat. And they're trying to keep whatever temperature regulated. Uh, so the, they want you to close it? I think I so, I know they yeah. want you to do that on the tarmac, but that is something I noticed. It used to be that almost everybody would have their windows open when you flew during the day, but not anymore. Jeez. I was surprised. Um, so I think that's it. That's all I got. I can't believe we've agreed on a couple of television shows and movies, and that really concerns me. I know. Um, I do get on the planes, and I'll start watching movies, and I just, like, I'll get, like, 30 minutes in, and this happens at home, too. Where I quit watching it because I literally don't give a shit. Don't care. What right. happens. If, <laughs> if you're 30 minutes in and don't care about one character, period. I don't care. Yeah. Don't care. And I think Next. that's where they lose it is they, you know, they come come for the content, stay for the host. It's the same thing. Come for the content, but you stay because you've, you've identified or you've grown, you've liked a character or hated a character. Something. You need some emotion in the first 30 minutes. Yeah, I just sometimes I just don't care. I just don't. Um, but anyway, um, I'm going to go stick my head in the toilet and cleanse myself because you and I agree on some stuff and it's really freaking me out. Now, you watch the latest Kaylee Kuko show and it, you'll see if I'll, you'll probably come back and love it because there's no laugh tracks and it's depressing. You'll probably love it. Actually, I watched like the preview and I was like, I don't care. Yeah, I just don't care. Yeah, but I'm not a super fan of hers like you are. <sighs> For me to say I don't like Kaylee Kuko in something, that's like... Does it hurt you a little bit it inside? It does. Deep <laughs> down. actually disappointed. <laughs> Congratulations. You made it through another post show. Thank you for all your support. Now, go ride your horse.